0: What's this is the Dental Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Vett.
1: Welcome to another episode of Season 2 of the Dental Experience Podcast. I am so excited to have with me today, Miss Janice Hurley. She is dentistry's image expert. If you need to know what's good looking in dentistry, she's the one to go to. So Janice, I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for coming.
0: Oh, I'm delighted. Your podcasts have been very well received. They're fresh, they're clean, so I'm honored.
1: Well, I appreciate that. We were at a a speaker, uh, it was a a speaking consulting network event, and I don't even remember which year it was or which city, uh, but Janice was on the stage, did a phenomenal job wrapping up, and I was up right after her. So her session ended, and I get up to start talking, and she just talked about the the grommets in your shoe and how many holes a a dress shoe should have compared to a non-dress shoe. And I had these brand new custom leather shoes that were just beautiful, And I'm looking at my feet right as I'm about to walk on stage and I'm counting. I'm like one, two, (laughs) and they were short.
0: (laughs) Now, 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 the key part (laughs) is, did you have a suit on? Because that reference only applies to wearing a suit.
1: Well, see, that's the best part of the story. I introed, I I don't know if you remember this, but I introed by saying, I'm not dressed appropriately. (laughs) And you were sitting right in the front row and you stood up (laughs) and right at the beginning. And you're like, well, look at your suit. And, and you talked about how the suit was perfect fit and the shirt under it was good. And Aww. and so you, you did make me feel better. And it was a great launch to uh, the next couple of minutes that I presented. So thank you for making me feel really good about myself right before I presented.
0: Fantastic. It was um, unplanned, but definitely more interesting, right?
1: Absolutely. But saying all that, images matter. The way you look matters. And we're going to talk about two topics today. One, how you present yourself in your office and how that creates an experience for your patients. But we're also going to talk about how to present yourself on video. Video is very quickly growing in the dental space and really all industries. And how do you make sure you capture good videos of your practice, testimonials, things like that. So those are the two things we're going to talk about today, but Janice, first, I, w- I would love to hear a little bit more about what you do, share with the audience who you are, your expertise, uh, the fact that you do count the holes in people's shoes and whether or not they're dress shoes. All of that's important, so go ahead and take it away.
0: Uh, thank you. Thank you. So for 24 years, I've been a business consultant for dental practices, mostly solo practices, and in the course of speaking at the larger dental meetings, I would show before and afters of the staff, before and after of the reception area, talk about verbal skills, body language. And then the meeting planners with the next year asked me specifically to speak on image. And I initially was rather insulted saying, Oh no, I'm a business consultant. I help doctors be financially profitable and the team, you know, more comfortable and happy with the systems. And their response was nobody else talks about image as in the same manner you do. Mm. And so If you can get another booking again and again, and they're happy with you, then then that's what you do. So um, I work specifically in dental practices. I'm one of the few consultants, I think, that still goes on site. I work for a day and a half um, in their practice, anywhere in the United States or Canada, and we work on image um, in terms of how it makes the patient feel uh, about their decision to choose you as a dental practice. So yes, I enjoy yeah. what I do very much and I would like not to notice these things. I really, really would. Um, but I i always have. I, I have an eye for proportion and then I'm, I'm really interested as to why someone looks sharper, smarter, more successful, better, well-groomed. And if I can identify those aspects and they're interested in changing them, then then we can make it really simple for them. So that's that's what I'm interested in doing.
1: Absolutely. And you do a great job. And not only do you help practices look better, but you're also a great photographer too. You've taken some great uh, photos of me at, at shows over the years. So thank you for that. Let's talk about that patient walking in the door. So we spend a lot of time talking about getting a patient in the door. First of all, we talk about the patient search and online and marketing, and we'll talk about videos at the end, which is a part of that. And then we talk about the phone and how they sound on the phone. Are they smiling? Are they frowning? And, and what is that like? But we don't often talk about what does it look like when they walk in the office? So can you just share for a couple minutes some some observations you have and maybe some practical tips the listeners can take back to their office or maybe even for the, themselves to help A, them feel more confident, but B, the patient feel confident in the choice that they've made in choosing the particular practice that they're visiting.
0: Right, and you're... you're at- absolutely right. The patient is deciding if they made the right choice. And so they they want to be right. They want to feel safe because they are vulnerable and they're, they're in your hands. My experience is that oftentimes the longer a doctor has been in practice and the more he or she is working on clinical skills and excited about the new technology, the less they look at things from the patient's point of view. And that would absolutely start with the signage out in the front. I actually worked recently with a a dentist who'd been with another consulting firm for a long time and he was struggling. And one of the things I noticed is that the staff were in a hodgepodge of uniforms and the signage Mm -hmm. Um, was a very poor reflection on the type of dentistry that he had done. And so his response to me was, I can't really afford uniforms for everyone. And I said, you can't afford not to. So when patients walk into your reception area, they decide very, very quickly if this place is safe. And one of the things that you can do is look at every aspect from the patient's point of view. If you haven't updated your reception area in the last eight to 10 years, you, you absolutely need to do so. Hmm, Um, God forbid you still have that window um, that somebody can close uh, shut. You know, you you could easily, (laughs) it doesn't cost any money. Just, just take that out Um, and
1: take a hammer to it
0: uh, just throw it out. And patients, the very (laughs) first time they're in your office, they think that they are there four times as long as they will feel they are there uh, subsequently because time okay. stands still for them when it's all new. Their senses are heightened in terms of the smell and the noise. You know, It's really important that the patient who's waiting doesn't feel that you're distracted and you're talking and thinking about anything else. And laughter to us might seem a sign of gaiety, but it comes across as one of two things. It comes across as nervousness from those that are doing it or a lack Hmm. of interest and intention on the patient. So those things are really, really important. And and key is that whomever is at the front desk, when she or he looks up, that the recognition on their face needs to be one of adoration. Now that's a really strong word, I know. But I I don't want the front desk just to look happy. I want them to adore what they're looking at. I mean, think of our face when we look at that perfect little brand new baby or flowers that make us happy, we can communicate to someone in less than a 10th of a second that we're delighted, delighted that Mm. they're there. And then we can pretty much make any mistake we want after that, because that first impression will be a lasting impression.
1: That's true. And in my presentations a lot, I share the fact that As human beings, we often make a judgment call in under 100 milliseconds, which is the tenth of the second that you just mentioned. The fact is, it takes us 400 milliseconds to blink. In a quarter of the time it takes you to blink, you've already made that judgment call. So that idea of delight is is a powerful word, or adoration, both those words you use, really powerful, but it makes you stop and think. It It definitely puts a different perspective on it.
0: And even when we experience this firsthand, it reinforces it give you a quick example. I'm working in North Carolina and the doctor's picked me up from the airport. He's going to check me into the hotel. He's very proud of this hotel where he's chosen to, um, you know, be able to place me. And as I go to um, get in line to check in, the woman who's at the front desk, there's just one, she looks at me and she's already busy with a couple others. And so she looks, as if a sigh could come across her face. That's exactly what it looked like. So I'm standing in line Mm -hmm. then as she finishes the other two. And now when it's time for her to look at me, she's been trained, trained to now give me a big smile and welcome me to the hotel. And it was too little, too late.
1: Wow. What a powerful story. You you try to train your staff and your team to to smile. You try to instill that in them. But it's interesting if you do have that frustration, which we all we've all experienced it, it's not, it's not unhuman to experience that. But to program yourself in such a way that no matter what people are, someone's watching you, and and you have that ability to make that first impression. That's really powerful. Now, you, you mentioned the signage and how an office looks. Let's talk briefly about how an office presents itself even beyond the signage in in like advertising because so often when when I land I won't say what airport I I most often fly into uh, but when I land and if it was the same airport in North Carolina you probably saw the ad there's this ad that just makes me sad it's a dentist and it's it's just a terrible ad the colors are terrible the fonts are horrible Uh, it has a picture of the practice that is outdated just like you mentioned and their sign is horrible and so you've put literally all your worst feet forward, you might think it's your best, but how it's hard as an individual to be be objective with your own marketing and your own branding and your own image. How can you be objective and know like, Oh, it's time for a, a tune up here.
0: So usually um, we think that we're the best judges, or we might refer um, that judgment uh, to Family member, or even the staff, when in reality, we're the worst. The longer we've been around something, the less that we see it. And the same thing applies to even the attire in the office and the way that we come across. So, outside pros, and particularly young individuals like yourself, need to be brought in, hired. And so, an outside perspective is critical. So, yes, you have existing patients but really marketing is about um, exposing potential new patients to the benefit of your services. And if your services look out of date, I'm absolutely going to associate your clinical skills with that. So doesn't mean it has to be cold, but it certainly needs to look new and Oh my gosh, the power of a font and color, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. 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 So before I go to speak at a conference um, and I speak on um, image pertaining to their website, et cetera, I will get a list of some of the people in attendance and I will look up their websites. And then I use photos throughout. I use examples of um, the signage and the reception area. And I do so without, um, of course, mentioning the office's name. Right. But but I have put up literally uh, bathroom scenes that have a, that yellow, uh, be careful of the water. Um, I have put, I have put up, um, dogs in the reception area, um, because these are actually photos that they have posted and they might not even know they might be on Google. They might be on Yelp, but oftentimes they're not paying attention. One of the things they often do is to not claim, um, let's say health grades, right? So a patient pulls up your name, health grades comes up. And if you haven't at no cost to you, put your headshot up there as the dentist, you're going to see um, just a silhouette, a black silhouette. So I think yes. we just don't take the time to look at things from the patient's point of view because they have so many other areas that they're trying to focus on. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a great tip. Even like yeah. health grades or Yelp or any of these free profiles you can claim, the keyword's free. It doesn't have to cost you to start making your image look better today. Not at you know, having uniforms match, even if you don't buy your team uniforms, but you say, hey, Mondays we're going to wear black because everyone has black scrubs and on Tuesdays we're going to get wear gray. Even things like that, just to coordinate and make, make it look good so you don't have someone come in and their, their Scooby-Doo scrubs one day and, you know, plaid the next day or whatever it might be. So can, uh, we, I think can simple... we
0: agree to disagree on this one? Is that okay? Go for it. Do, do any Absolutely. of your... Disagree. I believe that it's top of the list on deciding how you're going to spend your money. You wouldn't use a slow speed handpiece anymore because there's better available. That top on the list is you absolutely pay for and provide uniforms from head to toe for your team because the right patients, the ones that aren't just coming to your practice because you're the only one that accepts their sorry managed care plan. Right. They're going to make a discernment. And, okay, so what if you were a football team? Do the Seahawks look different than the Rams? Well,
1: yeah. Yes,
0: because they all wear the same uniform. So there is no way to communicate more quickly that you're not well-established, you're not doing well as a practice, and you're not even sure whether you're going to keep these team members then there being mm. a hodgepodge. And, and I think it's very old school to do Monday. We were black Tuesday way. We were purple too easy to get confused and, and more expensive actually you have to buy that variety instead one uniform that coordinates with the color of the uh, practice colors in the first place. And all of that contributes to your brand when it's time to take photos or make videos. So that's our segue into videos. What
1: do you think? That is good. I like the segue. And hey, that's why your dentistry is an imagery expert. I, I think that's a, a great point. And I'm glad you, you brought that perspective. Thank you. You're welcome. So videos, you made the perfect segue there. This is something that is quickly taking uh, control of the internet. YouTube often battles Google for the number one search engine in the world. It goes back and forth between the two. Everyone's looking for videos. You're seeing it on social media now, even short videos. So Janice, you, you've taught a lot on videos, and, and I love everything you've taught. Tell me a little bit about and tell the audience a little bit about how, what makes a good video. How, how do you make a watchable video?
0: Ah, excellent. So first and foremost, think about putting your audience at ease, meaning that you have set things up. So that they're not distracted or uncomfortable or working hard to hear you. So let's start. First and foremost, it's going to be lighting. So that that means the light always is going to be on the subject that you're videotaping, not in back. Um, One of the most common mistakes that people make with video and photos is they're all about uh, the backdrop. And that's not important. What's important is where the lighting comes from, because when you have shadows on your face or you have shadows on your patient or your subject, you make it very hard for the patient to see you clearly. And it looks unfortunately very amateurish. So we want some videos that look uh, homemade in the sense that they look spontaneous and fun, but you're going to tee it up by making sure you've controlled what the backdrop is. If you do them in the office and you make sure the counters are absolutely sparkling clean and you've taken off all the yes. advertisements that's all over it. There should be nothing on the counter. Do you know that when we view something that is being stored horizontally, we our brain says it's a mess and unorganized. That same product, when mm-hmm. stored vertically, the mind says, ah, organized. So that's one, one thing to know. The second thing is make sure that your room or your environment is not um, – making it so that it sounds hollow. So if you're on a floor, a slate floor or too much wood, and there's not enough fabric that's taking things up, I sometimes bring in um, blankets, throw them over chairs to try and absorb the noise and then make sure that again, um, the clarity and the volume is really good. So I think there's three types of videos. I think there is the video that is um, professionally done, Um, It shows the insight into what the practice is like and the personality of the doctors and some of the new things, aspects about that is be sure it's less than three minutes long. Be sure. Yes. And all it takes on a video to show that you're a warm, caring practice is a smiling face. At the right angle with the right light lighting, that's going to mm-hmm. trump all the script, you know, in the world. So those are the ones that go on your website. Those are the ones that are sent to new patients um, when they beginning enrolled into the practice so they get insighted to you. The second one that I like done and used on social media are quick, just done with an iPhone or an iPad, and they're information that's helpful to the practice. It's not about promoting the practice, but it's information to the patient pertaining to um, the laser that you're using or oral ID, anything that the patient would benefit from knowing more about. And again, those for sure should be no longer than about, oh, 60 seconds. And then the other one that everybody likes is a patient testimonial. Yep. What I do not like and I do not support or promote, that's three, uh, three, <laughs> three <laughs> verbs. Not like. Yeah. It, yeah. What do I have? But go ahead and speak up. is the ones that are done just randomly while the patient is in the chair because they've just had dentistry done. You've not controlled the background. You haven't told them they're going to be on camera. So instead I have my practices every six months invite Patients that would be comfortable in front of the camera, that um, would enjoy paying the doctor a compliment by being supportive. And I ask them to think of three things that they like about the practice. And they come into the office. We set up the lighting. We put little flowers in the background. And then um, they introduce themselves, say how long they've been a patient of the practice. And they list those three things um they enjoy about the practice and would be willing to refer others. And as a quick side note, kids make amazing testimonial videos Yes. if you want kids. But if you don't want kids, you don't get to use Keep them. Keep them
1: out of your videos. Keep them right. out of
0: your videos, yeah.
1: That's excellent. And I think I just want to go back to something you said a moment ago is you can use your iPhone or an iPad. You don't always have to get expensive equipment for those <laughs> quick 60-second social media videos, but you talked about the background. Could you elaborate on what a good background looks like? You talked about stacking things or or laying things, but I know a lot of times in, in videos I've seen you show during your, your courses, people try to almost create a set full of this plan and that stack of books and this mirror and that lamp, and often you've tried to steer away from some of that and say, go go more simple. Could you talk about what makes that ideal background a little bit more?
0: Sure. You are always, before you set up the video, asking yourself, who is my audience? What do I want them to feel or think about me in this short little take? And often we may take a a testimonial of a patient sitting in the chair, but it's really tight. The patient, of course, isn't bib. The patient, of course, isn't leaning back. But trying to get across the fact that we are in a dental practice with a an actual patient. And I've done this sometimes, Ryan, when the reception area isn't attractive in that particular practice, when the doctor doesn't have an office that would make a good shoot. Um, Optimally, um, many of these can be done in your consultation room where you have Hmm. a couple clean before and afters showing in the back, but those are up on the wall. The only thing I might have on the desk would be flowers, fresh flowers that are, you know, kind of unobtrusively showing in in the back, but always lighting. And then here's an important piece about videos. You want to make sure the camera is on the patient, almost straight at them and that the patient's eyes or whoever, if, if it's a team member, their eyes are about a third of the way down and your camera angle, you're not shooting them up the nose. And it, is the sound is yes. always going to be much better. The sound is always going to be much better when you just hook them with a, a portable microphone. So in, in my dental practices, when I go to visit for those day and a half, so we often have a video amongst the team scheduled and anybody can do it. You hold that iPhone and you um, have somebody give a 45 minute um, instructional video piece. And, but the lighting um, the angle of the camera and the person that's doing the video or on the video, knowing that they have to start smiling in the first place before it gets taping, they need to know their the, what they're going to say bef- as they begin the video and they know what to say when they get off. It's a little bit like when you and I do a program, right? Mm. As a speaker, we know what we're going to say unless somebody... Comments on our shoes, then we blow that whole piece, but uh, right,
1: then it just oh it's horrible <laughs> it,
0: it's just the way <laughs> yeah, 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 and one last thing about social media or videos or anything to do with image um unfortunately, uh we never run out of bad examples on social media. One recently showed the side view of a dentist who's about fifty pounds overweight and his guts oh, over, no. and they put a red um cape on him and this marketing company it's a professional marketing company is branding him or promoting him as a hero to his patients but i just think the <laughs> angle is all wrong right um or any type of yeah. social media that doesn't put the doctor in the best light so
1: mm, that's so good so as we wrap up here uh, i have two more questions uh the first of which is what is the biggest fashion faux pas that just irks you every time you walk into an office or you see something you're just like no that it just like makes you cringe
0: it's assigning golf shirts which should only be worn by men that have great physiques out on the golf course assigning golf shirts to female team members I don't know where they got it from um and it's really unfortunate when it continues But Gary Takas has actually hired me to work with his team members because he, in his own practice that he co-owns, he put on those golf shirts. And when he saw the the difference between um, what they could wear or should wear, it makes a big difference. So golf shirts, no one, not front desk, not back. Um, The second one has to do with sloveliness, just in general, whether it's chewing gum or shoes unpolished. Um... Trends change. I don't think you have to be um, constantly current, but I think your clothes need to fit. And I truly, I truly believe we honor ourselves and the people that we're going to spend time with based on our grooming and the clothes that we mm. wear. We wear. If there was someone special, somebody that you wanted to meet and know more than anyone else, you would dress for that occasion. I think the same thing applies every day to our patients.
1: Mm, That's good. That's very good. Well, finally, I appreciate your time. I I would love to allow the audience to get in touch with you. Obviously, you speak around the nation, and you and I bump into each other in in many different places, but I would love the audience to have that same experience to get in contact with you. So uh, where can they hear you? Where can they find you? How can they get in touch with you? And how can they reach out?
0: So, um, one thing that's nice and has to do with image is if you Google my name, if you just put in my name, Janice Hurley, J-A-N-I-C-E, what will come up on your phone um, from the company Dental Phone, spelled with F-O-N-E, is a list of my services, and then I speak next at Yankee Dental. In fact, (laughs) I have four courses coming up, and your image, your brand, your success is about video and the use of photos on your website and social media
1: that's great they can find everything from just searching your name i just did yeah. it and there's there's pictures there's video and that video is well lit with a nice background
0: well i'll be dying
1: <laughs> yeah it's like you know what you're talking about so if you want a good example of what your video should look like google janice hurley <laughs> and watch what shoes you wear to her course that's the only other tip i have she will she will judge your shoes
0: <laughs> fondly oh, man. fondly judged fondly uh, judged fondly
1: well thank you janice i appreciate your time and thank you everyone for listening this has been the dental experience podcast until next time
0: thank you for listening to the dental experience podcast for show notes to ask a question or for more information visit www.thedentalpodcast.com the ideas discussed during this episode are the opinions of the participants and do not serve as legal financial or clinical advice until next time this is the dental experience podcast